At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated hand-cooked Dynapro, AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Hundreds of affiliates nationwide, including our new affiliate in Austin. We got affiliate in Albany. I know there's one in the desert southwest coming online as well. Welcome in Plus Sirius XM Channel 83 for the first two hours of the show. And if you're watching us on Facebook Live, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah, Daniel Jeremiah, who's at Move the Sticks. Of course, you see him on the NFL Network. He will join us in, he joins us in 15 minutes, and we'll discuss Rosen, Darnold, and the litany of college quarterbacks, how they played in week one, what we can expect 
NFL people to say when they actually watch the tape and they don't get caught up in Rosen's comeback or the fact that USC didn't destroy Western Michigan from the opening kickoff. That to come. But let's get to the news of the day. News of the day is that Ezekiel Elliott, though the suspension was upheld yesterday, uh, because they've gone to court, he'll get a temporary injunction and he'll be able to play this Sunday. The most important thing for NFL front office people and for yackers like myself is, let me just kind of get out ahead of it, going to be record ratings this weekend in the NFL. Again, I'm not huge in the prediction game. Uh, I do give you picks. I'm going to talk about the dangers, actually, of gambling as one of my close friends in the business um, is facing charges, federal charges, and it all comes kind of back to gambling. We'll get to that later in the show. But, um, look, I'm not huge into predictions, but I will tell you that the NFL is a freight train out of control in terms of popularity. Many of you, including my friends, had a fantasy football draft in the last weeks. We had one yesterday. I got one today as well. Tom Brady is playing and on opening night and against the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that you go back a couple years ago, beat them on Monday Night Football, the year they turned around and won the Super Bowl. Great game on a Thursday night, plus you got Brady. Goodell will be in attendance. And all the things that worked against them last year, the election, not having Brady, injury to Romo, some of the big-name teams missing their big stars at the start of the year and games that were supposed to be good were not good, in addition to at least a small portion of people going like, between the election and the protest, eh. No Peyton Manning, he was retired. There was just a lot, like, why do I watch the Denver Broncos? Now you have uh, the Raiders, who are a signature team. They'll play primetime games and... They're good, and they have a player that you want to watch. The Raiders will bring people in. The Steelers, a team that have a huge following nationally, and they're loaded for bear. Big Ben, Antonio uh, Brown, who joined us yesterday. Martavis Bryant, the most mispronounced name in the NFL this season, is back off of suspension, and they're a team that plays a fun style. But more than anything, the marquee games will be just that, and they'll have the marquee players. And you don't have an election. You don't have the nonsense of what took place last year, and now you can just watch ball. And from the Thursday night game with the Pats to the Sunday afternoon game, which is the Seattle Seahawks, fully loaded, taking on the Green Bay Packers, fully loaded on Fox. And then NBC gets G-Men with Odell Beckham Jr. in the conversation of most popular player in all of sports in America with the Cowboys with no quarterback controversy and Ezekiel Elliott will play. The NFL wins, kids. But you know who loses? All of us, because what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks since already happened is this is the lie. And look, we all tell lies, right? We're like we all say things that will happen in the future that aren't going to happen in the future. You've been drunk before. And if you haven't, let me just kind of explain. At first, you feel really, really good. And then you feel really, really bad once you've gone over your limit. Right. Like my wife is honestly like a one and a half drink. Like she gets to two or above two drinks. Her world starts spinning, and she feels awful. And she, unlike the rest of us, she can't sleep it off. She goes to sleep. She gets the spins. She doesn't go to sleep. Now she's tired the next day, plus hungover. Everybody has that limit. And once you get even past that limit, now you start to get sick, and you're you're praying to the porcelain god. And what are you saying to yourself? I'm never going to drink again. God, dear God, I'm never going to drink again. I promise. Just make make it so that I don't feel bad tomorrow, please. 
Rich. Just, I, I got to stop throwing up. It's just, right? We've all made that lie. We've all made that lie. You know, you've even made the lie in sports. Ask yourself after the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight. Did, did you walk away going, I'm never buying another Floyd Mayweather fight ever. And then Mayweather is fighting a non-boxer. A guy who's never fought a day in his life in a boxing ring. And you're like, I gotta watch this thing, okay? Last time. Last last time. All right. Everybody, you get your boys over. You're like, last time on three. One, two, three. Last time. I mean, even the even leagues lie to themselves. Like the NBA is like, oh, we got to change this one and done rule. Did anybody realize they actually have had two negotiations, two CBA negotiations, and both they've decided to not even broach the one and done rule. Like, ah, we'll get to it when we get to it. So here's the lie that you're you're told by people: the next time around, Roger Goodell is going to lose the power that the commissioner's office has had since 1968 because he has autonomous power, and this is unfair. And it probably is unfair. By the way, I just I hate to be this guy, but um, in anybody else's job, right? If the NFL is a job, anybody else's job, if they suspend you, right? You appeal. Like, who do you think hears it? Like, who do you think reconsiders how long they suspend you or if they fire you or if they hold you out of work? Who do you think? The same boss. But regardless of which, we are told time and again by radio hosts, by former players, by any sort of honyak who has a microphone in front of them, Roger Goodell has too much power. And the next time the CBA comes around, even the head of the NFLPA is like, this is just ridiculous. Do you know why they don't care? Because... Once you get to actual negotiations, players are sitting there going like, wait, hold on, there's 1,590 active players any week in the NFL. That's the math I did, 53 times 32, okay? 1,590, plus you have practice squad guys. So you got approximately 1,600 guys. There's like 15 or 20 that get in legit trouble. 15 or 20 that get in legit trouble. So when you're talking about the bottom 1%, they don't care. This doesn't affect me. People vote for and decide on the future of things. And the same with like what affects me in the future. And if the NFL players aren't going to be worried about his autonomous rule because they don't allegedly strike a woman. They just don't. They don't snort cocaine. They don't take steroids. They don't not stop smoking weed like, um, who was it from the Browns, the wide receiver? God, he hadn't played in so long. Josh Gordon, right? Like, he hadn't played in so long, I even forgot. Like, stop smoking weed. Like, it's actually a really simple policy. Everybody gets tested in the offseason, and once you get tested, if you pass that test, they don't test you for the rest of the year. It's not a drug test. It's an intelligence test. And if you failed it, most guys are like, what a dummy. That's what they think. And so they don't worry about the dummies, much like they actually don't worry about the top 1% of earners either. What are they worried about? I guarantee next time around, the lie that you've been told, first thing we're going to take care of is Roger Goodell. Like, all right, you want Goodell to give away some of his power? Sure. What are you giving back? You giving back some uh, guaranteed money? Like, no. You giving back some years on contracts? You giving away the split of the football revenue, our football revenue, your football revenue? You're like, no. Like, 
okay, so we're going to give up something we already have, we've had since 1968, for nothing? Like, that's not the way it works. Like, okay, well, what, what else do you want? Like, well, we want more players on active rosters, more than 53. Be like, okay, sure. You can have that. What do you want to give up? Like, it's a, called a negotiation, and in the importance of negotiation, guaranteed money, post-career benefits, number of players who are on an active roster, number of games, preseason games, number of contact, all of these other things. Are the, the commissioner's office pales in comparison. Nobody, guys don't care because they don't run afoul with the law. They just don't. They're like, well, that doesn't affect me because I don't beat my wife. You know, I don't be my girlfriend. I don't smoke weed. Or if I do smoke weed, I do so after I take the first drug test in the off season. So they're not going to test me. But I don't drink and drive. I take Uber. That's how pe- most people think. That's definitely how the rank and file. So the one thing you should not do or not get into, the rabbit hole, the the vortex, you know, vortex just kind of pulls you. And you're like, I can't get out. Oh, whoa, whoa. That you, the conversation you cannot get into, and I don't even think you really care, is Roger Delman. He's the worst, and he's just so, like, no, he's actually not. He's kind of made them a ton of money. He's developed new revenue streams. He's moved three teams, which he'll make all the rest of the owners over $2 billion in relocation fees. $2 billion in relocation fees. Settle the concussion lawsuit, establish Thursday night football, then split up Thursday night football from just CBS to NBC, all the while giving those games to the NFL network so that the league-owned network can continue to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. They got labor peace until about 2021. Like, this deal is, this deal is humming financially. And guys get sidetracked and go like, I'm never going to drink again. And then next Friday night, you're like, Miller time. Huh? It's beer o'clock. I thought you said last weekend, like, dude, stop it. I was hungover. I thought you said you're never going to buy another Mayweather fight after Pacquiao. Yeah, but it's it's McGregor. It's McGregor. And so, mark my words, 2021, if I'm still working in this industry, they'll get to the CBA and people are like, oh, they're going to go after Goodell's power. No, they're not. I don't care. Because most guys in that locker room are just guys in that locker room. Like, hey, here's the thought. Don't beat your girlfriend. Or don't get, don't be in such a psychotic relationship to where anybody could think that you might beat your girlfriend. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome in Daniel Jeremiah, who you will, you will hear on this show weekly on the Doug Gottlieb Show. And, of course, you can, he's got a podcast. Uh, he also is on the NFL Network. He's kind enough to join us here on Fox Sports Radio. DJ, let's start with with college football, and everyone's talking about the college quarterback prospects. You had Sam Darnold, who, by some people's estimation, it was a ho hum day at the Coliseum as they didn't polish off they didn't polish off Western Michigan. But he's got new wide receivers, he's got new running backs, new tight ends, had some drops, and then of course UCLA. All anybody wants to talk about is Rosen in the fourth quarter. Let's start with Darnold. You've seen him on tape. How'd he look? He played well, Doug. I mean, that was it was kind of interesting that all the talk was that he just didn't have a good game and was off. And then when you study it, you see a handful of drops. Um, I still saw the same anticipation, accuracy, touch, poise, all that stuff was there. You know, I, I thought he actually played really well. How 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 um how much concern do you have for the throwing motion? 
I mean, that's something that you're going to have to work through. But, I mean, I, I think we've talked about it before, that if you have a slow looping motion, you've got no chance. If you've got an explosive motion that's a little bit long and you, and you have some velocity, you can make up for it. So it's not a, it's not a deal breaker for me, but there are teams that's going to bother. All right, then let's go to, to, to Josh Rosen. Uh, he was not protected in the first half. How much of that – can you put any of that on him, or is it simply guys not blocking? Well, I mean, a couple things. He needs to speed up his clock a little bit. And one of the one of the areas when you're comparing him with Darnold, you give Darnold the uh, the edge is just being able to avoid and elude inside the pocket, and that's something like you don't have to be the most mobile guy in the world. And Josh and uh, Rosen is a good athlete, but he's got to get a little bit better at sidestepping and maneuvering inside the pocket to, to avoid some of the hits he's taking. I mean, he he made some big time throws, and he is a beautiful passer. I mean, the feet are great, the release is beautiful, uh, but. Self-preservation, man. He's he's got to he's he's got to be a little bit better in that department. He's not going to make it through the year. All right, but uh, was was he as good as the numbers and as the 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 twenty-eight unanswered points in the fourth quarter? Was he as good as those numbers would lead you to believe? I don't know that I would say he was as good as the numbers would believe. I mean, look, it's an incredible comeback. It's an old timer, and he made some some huge throws. But even when you kind of look at that last drive, just some of the management stuff, when you go back and watch it, you see take a delay a game. Yep. There were several plays where they didn't get everybody set. He got called on it once. Uh, that There's a penalty there. And then you have you know him throwing the ball into the chest of a defensive lineman that popped up in the air and could have been uh, could have been picked off. So it wasn't a perfect it wasn't perfect in execution, but. Man, he makes some throws that are just they're they're wild throws. He's got a ton of ability. No, he he does. But see, I this is what I pointed out both Monday and Tuesday. Daniel Jeremiah joining us is look. I get that he's only a college quarterback, so managing a game is not something he's going to be as refined in as a pro is. On the other hand, he's in his third year as a starter. He's playing at home, so it's not like crowd noise is a factor. And like we're sold, the, what we've been sold on Rosen is. Hey, maybe he doesn't have the hose that some of these other that the jo- Josh Allen from Wyoming has. But parents are Ivy League educated. He's super bright. Like those are the type of things when you get to delay a game because of the quarterback. When you get a false start because of the quarterback. Uh, those are football IQ things that we thought he would have mastered with his time spent in college football. And that's where it's more surprising than just any co- other college quarterback. Is that fair? No, yeah, that's fair. Look, that's your job as a quarterback is to manage the game. I, I, my only thing is, if you like to see him slow down, maybe a little bit there. But this other side of it, it's a little bit understandable. That was such a that was such a whirlwind. I mean, the, they're going 100 miles an hour, and he actually just needed to kind of slow down a little bit, and he he didn't quite do that. But hey, I mean, you found a way to win the game. No, he, he did. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah joining us. Mason Rudolph's the guy that people are also talking about in that first round, along with with Josh Allen. Uh, he put up ridiculous numbers last year. He had three touchdowns, no interceptions, completed eighty three percent of his passes in the first game of the season. Granted, against Tulsa, we'll see him Friday night. Um, is he anywhere in the vicinity of the top three quarterbacks? I have some separation there. Um, you know, I think he's kind of in that next tier. But look, we've seen these the second tier of quarterbacks go in the first round all the time. You know, you can say, okay, there's a little separation between this this group of two or three guys and this next group. But we've seen that second wave of quarterbacks go, and I think Luke Falk and him. I'm anxious to kind of study them throughout the year and see how that sorts out. I think those two guys are battling for that fourth spot. 
Luke Falk, of course, at Washington State, and he he pitched nearly a perfect game uh, going back to their their win on Saturday. Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Sticks is the Twitter handle. Also, you can follow him on Instagram as he puts out video of so many plus. All right, let's get to the let's get to the big boys. Let's get to the National Football League. Um, all right, you, you take away for another year. You take away Alex Smith's running back, and you put some pressure on Alex Smith because Pat Mahomes has been lighting up uh, uh, second, third, and fourth stringers in the preseason. Everybody knows that Mahomes has arm talent. Even if he's not going to set the play this year, that does put some pressure on Alex Smith. We'll see them on Thursday night against the Patriots. What are your thoughts on the Chiefs? Everybody's talking about the Patriots. What are your thoughts on the Chiefs and Alex Smith coming into the season? Well, I, look, I think going there for training camp, they're, they're equally excited about Mahomes, but they're also in no hurry to get him out there. And sometimes people give lip service that. Like when Bortles, remember when Bortles was behind Henny when he first came in, right. and they said they were going to redshirt him for the whole year, but you kind of got the feeling that ain't going to happen. I, I do believe that they will rest uh, Mahomes throughout the year, let him sit and learn. I don't think he's ready to play. The wild plays are, are, are spectacular, but just the, the, the down and down out managing the team, I think he's got a long way to go. And I think this Chiefs team, they're just a great division in the AFC West, but, I mean, they've got a chance to be right there at the very top. That they got a pass rush. Um, they've got an efficient, if not super explosive offense. You didn't see as much of Tyreek Hill as I, I thought we would in the preseason, but I would imagine we'll see him kind of unleashed on the Patriots here tomorrow night. What about the Patriots? How 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 devastating is the blow losing their top wide receiver from last season? Well, I mean, I've, I've never, I'll never doubt that group. I mean, they they the best tight end, the most dominating weapon in the NFL in the passing game you know, sit it out at the end of last year and they went on and won the Super Bowl and didn't really have much trouble. I mean, throughout the year. So they find a way to plug holes and I I can't wait to see how they use Brandon Cooks in this thing. I think they're going to be a little bit more vertical uh, than they've been in the past because they've got several guys that can get down the field now. Daniel Jeremiah joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Least discussed team with a ton of talent. They underachieved last year and Vontez Burfick suspended uh, to start this season is the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, they get Tyler Eifert. We think he'll be back. They take on the Ravens, their favorite at home. Still got A.J. Green. Uh, Hill's going to start at running back. They got three really talented, really good running backs. Uh, what do you make of the Bengals, a team that, like, look, you got a coach on the hot seat, but they've made the playoffs consistently up until last year where they uh, where they, where they fell flat. You, can, can the Bengals get back atop their division? I think they can. I think when you look at them on paper – in almost every single position group, they are they are in great shape, save for the offensive line. And I think it went under the radar. We've talked so much about the Rams and what they've gotten, Andrew Whitworth, but we haven't talked much about what Cincinnati lost in Andrew Whitworth. So that, to me, is the one question mark for that team in a division that's that's got a pretty good group of front sevens they're going to face. Uh, but, man, their defensive front is loaded. Uh, you look at the running backs, I think Joe Mixon, now look, fantasy football, whether you play it or you don't play it, I've been two leagues, Doug, and I, I took him so early. I mean, he's just such a talent. I know they've got other backs, but I'd be shocked if he doesn't emerge early in the season as the guy. You mentioned Rams. You called the preseason games. I, I called this thing. This goes back a week and a half ago, DJ. I went on the radio. I was like, at this point in time, the Rams are a three-point dog. Andrew Luck's not playing, and the Colts are terrible. Like, in the three or four worst teams in the NFL without him, plus they have massive injuries. Um, but But – Give me your sense of what you've seen from Jared Goff and what your expectations are of him in this offense with more talent around him and and in a completely different coaching style. I think he's in a great situation. Uh, it's going to be up to him. I don't know if last year the success 
no matter what he could have done, I don't know if they would have been able to be successful just in terms of the lack of protection he had, the lack of playmakers around him, and, and really, to be quite honest, not a, not a great play caller. I think they're, they're upgraded in all three areas. I think you're seeing more confidence from him. And I'm looking forward to watching what they do in the regular season. They didn't do much of it in the preseason. But I wouldn't be shocked if, if Coach McVay you saw a lot of pace with them, a lot of tempo. And that's something that, that Jared Goff is very comfortable with from his time in college. Um, I, I think it would make a lot of sense for them to try and go fast. The Aaron Donald thing is interesting. You know, I, I nationally, I don't know how big a story it is. Um, they want to help him renegotiate his contract, but he's got two years left. Plus, he'd, he'd be under cl- club control after those two years. So, so they, they hold all the cards. The only thing he can do is not collect checks and not show up. How long does this thing last? I don't know. I mean, there's the uh, there's the certain date you got to reach. I can't remember what it is. What is it like? Eight weeks uh, before you don't get credit for the season. So at some point in time, he's going to be in there. Uh, you know, look, it's it's a tricky situation. You, you make a case as the best defensive lineman in all football. You can make it pretty easily. But the Rams can make a case, and you've got two years left on your deal. If we're gonna if we're gonna do this thing early, we got to get at least a tiny bit of a discount. So. Uh, you can kind of see how both sides dig in. Seahawks, Packers. Um, look, the Packers were terrible in their back end last year. They've gone out. They've they've added free agents. Uh, looks like the wide receiving core is is improved. Uh, this this feels like feels like the the two final NFC games feels like NFL playoff games, right? Cowboys and Giants, Seahawks and Packers. Yep. Let's start Seahawks and Packers. Give me your thoughts based upon what you've seen from those teams so far in the preseason. Well, it's going to be fascinating. To me, the, one of the key storylines is Ty Montgomery and how they use him. Uh, I mean, the, he, That just gives them so much flexibility and versatility, what they can do with him. So uh, that's something I'm looking forward to watching in that game. Dallas has a lot of new pieces in the back end, and you've got Green Bay with all the chemistry that Rodgers has with all these weapons on the outside. That's going to be a challenge. That's going to be a challenge for them. So I, I like Green Bay in that one. But, uh, you know, look, if Dallas can run the ball really well and shorten the game, it, either way, it's going to be a great game. I mean, not Dallas. Uh, uh, Seattle. Seattle. Yep. Yeah, Seattle can, can shorten the game a little bit. It'll be in their favor. Uh, be fascinating to watch. Should be a great weekend in football. Look forward to catching up with you uh, next week, DJ. In the meantime, keep up the great work at the NFL Network. Download his podcast as well. Daniel Jeremiah. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, buddy. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. A friend of mine and a super talented radio host, Craig Carton. You guys know this story? You guys know who Craig Carton is? It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Of course, I came here from uh, a different radio network, and Craigie was the local morning host with Boomer Esiason. Boomer and Carton. It's on WFAN. That's the uh, oldest, really the oldest sports radio station in the country. That's where Mike Francesa is the afternoon host, and he has said he's going to retire at the end of this year. So Craig Carton apparently yesterday morning, uh, early this morning, was arrested on fraud charges that he was, there was two things, running a a Ponzi scheme and uh, some sort of uh, fake ticket company scheme. And he was taking money that was supposed to be for future profits to pay off gambling debts. And they have uh, they have emails between him and one of his co-conspirators. And he just had his preliminary hearing in federal court in New York City. He's facing up to 45 years in jail. We have this thing in our country that we, we don't want to be told what to do. You ain't my daddy. 
right? That's what we want. We have we have dad issues, and we act like the government is a it's a dad issue because they are managing and trying to have us be moderate with our sports gambling problems. Uh, Craig Carton is is a is a good human. I I I will go to my grave thinking he's a good human being. He did this because he had a seven figure gambling debt, seven figure. A guy who is making seven figures, essentially the king of sports radio in New York. He's in his 40s, got four kids. Like he had, it's a lifetime appointment on New York sports radio. Like as long as something like this doesn't happen, he could have dropped an F-bomb on air and still probably lived to see another day. But this is what an addiction to gambling and what debt will make you do, make you do crazy things. And so, look, I'm not telling you to not lay money down on the lines that I tell you on Friday, but I am telling you this 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 rush to let's make sports legal. Why can't I bet on sports? I want to bet on sports. You can't. Government can't tell me what to do. I want to be able to do it. Like, okay, but there's a problem. There's a reason that baseball doesn't allow that base that Pete Rose will never be in the Hall of Fame. Like you can't bet on baseball because once you start once you start losing, now they got you. Because eventually you get to a point when you're gambling to which what was it the line from Top Gun? You're writing checks that your body can't cash. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is where Kaepernick is smart. He doesn't want to be a backup. He doesn't want to just sit there. Why? When he can be everybody's backup, every waiting, completely waiting. But the bigger issue is that Baltimore was his best shot of getting up, landing in a place where people knew him and had worked with him. And that went away. Look, Miami wasn't a great shot. It wasn't just because of the because ca- of the Castro shirt and because of the pig cop socks. But the Castro shirt hurt him in Miami, sure. But what hurt him even more was that Jay Cutler was available and Jay Cutler had worked with Adam Gase. So Baltimore made sense. Only what did I tell you at the time? His girlfriend tweeting out a picture, a meme of uh, Ray Lewis hugging Steve Bashotti and comparing it to the scene from Django Unchanged where Samuel L. Jackson is a loyal house slave to, to Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, who's a cruel plantation character in the movie. Like, dude, that you're essentially calling, uh, you're calling Steve Bashotti a slave owner, right? And you're calling Ray Lewis a house N. That's what you're doing. Take a listen to what Ray Lewis said last night on Inside the NFL in regards to what actually happened inside the Baltimore Ravens front office when that tweet came out. His girl goes out and puts out this racist gesture and doesn't know. To be clear, whose girl, whose lady? Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. That she doesn't know. We're in the back office about to about to try to get this guy to sign. Steve Bashadi has said himself, how can you crucify Ray Lewis when Ray Lewis is the one calling for Colin Kaepernick? We were going to close the deal. To sign him. To sign him. All we wanted to hear was hear Colin Kaepernick speak. Did you, ever hear, did you ever hear him speak? Steve Bashadi said, I want to hear Colin Kaepernick speak 
to let me know that he wants to play football. And what well, I've been saying for the last it six never months. Because of that picture comes out the next day. If not for that post, tweet, the tweet, tweet the pardon me, the tweet, you think he then, would be a Baltimore then, then he's flying him to Baltimore. I'm sitting with all three of us, and we're all having a conversation about bringing Colin Kaepernick in. If not for that tweet, he's flying to Baltimore, and the three of us are having a conversation. By the way, he also said that Colin Kaepernick has never spoken and said he wants to play football. Quarterback is a position of leadership. You have to have control over the locker room. And if you can't control your girlfriend from tweeting something out, which is incredibly divisive and incendiary, then how are you going to control a locker room? Where is the leadership from Colin Kaepernick? What's amazing, like, he started a movement in the NFL. No question. And I I thought he said some moronic things uh, during the first couple months of this protest. You go back and there are things that he said which were incendiary. He didn't want to take a side in the election. He didn't want to say anything thoughtful in terms of the election process. In the most discussed election in modern American history, he chose to, they're both liars. I want nothing to do with it. Like, okay, dude, you're taking a political stance and then you're choosing to be apolitical in the biggest election in our lives. And, you know, if you want to be a leader, lead. You want to make a change, help make a change. And I'm not being critical of him donating money to help uh, to help that change. But there has not been any, hey, I want to play football. I want to lead this thing, but I also want to lead a football team. We don't know. Adam Schefter, at, when he opted out of his contract in San Francisco, in fairness to him, he opted out because they were going to cut him. But when he opted out of his contract, Adam Schefter reported he wasn't going to protest anymore. He wasn't going to kneel before the flag. But we haven't heard even Colin Kaepernick say that. But the bigger takeaway is that what Ray Lewis is pointing out is these people that think they're his friends that are helping him. The demonstration from Spike Lee and other groups in New York City. Like, do you think that's helping? You're an NFL owner and you're like, look, I'd like to sign him, but what happens if I don't play him? And what happens if I cut him? And, and what if you're the starter? You're the starter and you don't play well. Do you want some sort of demonstration? Well, you're not playing Colin Kaepernick now and we know why he's not playing. I Look, I know that most people don't enjoy being called names. Like, I don't like being labeled. You're a liberal. You're a conservative. We call people names uh, so that, one, we can categorize them. It's easier. But, two, we want to ruffle their feathers a little bit. But of all the things you don't want to be called, which is kind of defenseless, is you don't want to be called a racist or you don't want to be called a house, you know what, if you're Ray Lewis. You just don't. Like, being called, like, what's my defense for, well, you're a racist. Like, well, no, I'm not. I, and I can't go the I have black friends thing because then you sound like George Costanza. Remember he had the black friend? Be my black friend? Well, I, I'm not a racist. I, I'm not. What's your defense? Well, I'm just not. It's an indefensible thing that you can say. Like, oh, so do I have to donate? Like, donating money to a cause does not make me not a racist. And so if Steve Bashotti, who employs two people who are probably championing championing your cause, John Harbaugh, Greg Roman, and the team needs you, and you have uh, the type of team to which players are allowed to be personalities. And look, it's not like the Baltimore police has been some bright and shining object. They, they have major, major issues. 
And so you could help be a beacon of change in that city. But dude, you didn't, Kaepernick didn't say or do anything wrong, but he didn't say or do anything, period. And then he's allowing people to speak for him that don't know how to handle this thing. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Seahawks defensive end Michael Bennett claiming Las Vegas police racially profiled him and used excessive force when he was handcuffed on August 26th. All right, let's get into that Michael Bennett thing. Okay, have you guys seen the video yet? Um, yes. Uh, okay, so Dan Byer, just your your honest opinion when you see the video. I was uh, disturbed. I didn't know what was going on. What, what why, why, were you, why were you disturbed? By so just for people who haven't seen the video, and it's out there everywhere on the internet and um, on, on the Twitter sphere as well, um, uh, the, the video is Michael Bennett laying on the ground saying he was just, he was with friends. He's like, I'm with friends. Everybody told us to run. And there's a policeman uh, handcuffing him. That, that's all we see in the video. Yeah, I'm not necessarily, f- necess- I should say, familiar with that sort of thing. That's not a thing that I, I've seen a lot. And I would think that if I'm in Michael Bennett's shoes, that if a policeman is got his knee on my back and handcuffing me when I've done nothing wrong, I think I would feel um, very, very weird. It would be, uh, I, 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 listen, be completely I, I under- awkward. I don't. I, well, obviously he was misidentified. So here's what happens. Mayweather... A McGregor fight. Uh, there was noises that sound apparently like gunfire afterwards. And of course, if you remember, like Tupac was killed after a Mike Tyson fight. There's, there's, it, there can be a rough crowd after, after, after fan, after a boxing match or after an MMA match. And so there's always kind of some sort of fear of this sort of thing. So Michael Bennett, I think was was he running or was he actually in the car? I think he was running. Yeah, he said that there were about 200 people that thought that they heard gunshots and. He just ran like everybody else. Right. So the police stopped him, and they wanted to cuff him. And, like, I guess here's the problem. That's what it looks like when you get handcuffed. And, and you're like, well, he did nothing wrong. He did, and they released him. But th- there's a possibility. We haven't heard from the Las Vegas Police Department. We don't know if he fit if he fit the profile of a suspect in a shooting or in something else, right? And, like, it's not like... Like, like we all we always think of it the the human side of it from the human being who's being handcuffed, and we don't think of it from the human side of the police officer who's doing the handcuffing. Like you can't just say like, "Sir, can you please just stop there and don't do any." Like they operate in a world to which you don't know if that guy has a gun, a guy has a knife. You don't know if this guy's a criminal or if he's an absolute angel. So I, you know, there's there's a lot here that we don't know. But I didn't think the video the video wasn't they weren't kicking him. They weren't holding a gun to his head. They were they, they were doing what police officers do when they handcuff somebody to try and understand what's going on and see the crime so that they can't lose control of it. That that's I think that's the problem. I don't I, I didn't take that at all from it. I took it as and maybe it's because we know Michael Bennett and that could be a different story for a different day of how many suspects match what an NFL defensive lineman would be. A six three guy that's two hundred and seventy pounds and and I mean, I, I'm just saying that that body type probably wouldn't be like everybody else. Wait, so, five, so, 10, so we're not supposed to. So, so, so what we're saying is you can't profile him because he's black, but it's okay to profile him and go, oh, you, you play in the NFL? Cool, you're free to go, right? That's not like. No, I'm just saying if there is a suspect, I mean, if if, if the suspect not, not comes out that he's 6'3, 270 pounds, then. Well, it doesn't have to be 270 pounds. Like, you can't tell him, like, I, I don't do the, the circus thing with the get, judging how somebody weighs, right? But, like, if you are trying to figure out if a guy is a suspect in a crime and he's six foot four, 
240, 50 pounds, the, you can't subdue him by asking him politely to be, sub, you know, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, I don't understand what you're supposed I think to do. He, but I think he fully cooperated with what was going on. I know, but police, I mean, and this here's is, the thing, police this is my point, this is my pro- point. Police just procedure, just police procedure, I'll let you talk. Police procedure is probably to, when the guy's laying on his back, you put your knee in their back so that they can't move. Like, the thing they do with your thumb, which hurts super bad, you ever been put into handcuffs, whatever, the thing they do, they do it so that you cannot resist arrest, so that you're, you are defenseless. They do it for a reason, though, so that you can't, Fight them off because they can't go for their gun when they're when they're when they're putting you in handcuffs. All right, go ahead. My point is is I am not used to seeing someone being handcuffed and put on the ground with a knee to their back and being handcuffed. Right. Knowing what I know about Michael Bennett and the and the player that he is, and now the the his version of the story, which happened two weeks ago. Knowing what I knew, watching that video makes me very uncomfortable knowing that Michael Bennett didn't do anything wrong. So when you asked me how I felt about it, I said I felt uncomfortable because I knew Michael Bennett didn't do anything wrong. And so Michael Bennett's being arrested on the street with a cop on his knee to his back handcuffing him when he didn't do anything wrong. And I'm just thinking if it's anybody out there that happened to, that would stink. That that would be awful. It, it, I would, would not it, want it, that to happen to me. It would absolutely stink. But again, let's let's take the let's take the police officer's perspective for a second. Okay? There is there's gunfire. Guys, you go, didn't ask me about the police officer's perspective, though. You asked me how I felt I about the video. I understand, I understand, but because that's what we're that's what we're prone to do is we're prone to think because it's Michael Bennett, the, and because or any human being, we don't actually think of the police officer's perspective. Look, and I'm again, I'm against police brutality, like the stuff you see in Baltimore where they're planting evidence. Like that's disgraceful. You should never be a police officer ever again, right? And I I do wonder why they teach police officers to shoot to kill always. I'm sure they have a logic behind it, but there are times in which there was a police, there there was a man in New York who was wielding a knife who was shot. He was, oh, it was a woman who was shot and killed, but she was wielding a knife. Like, why couldn't she just shoot her in the foot? Like, I don't, I don't really know the answer to why do you have to shoot her in the knee when, if she has a knife, she's coming after you. Just shoot her in the foot. She'll fall down. Then take the knife from her. Like, I, I don't know. That seems easy to me. I, I, a lot of this is about how they're trained, and I don't know what the, the reason is. But what I'm saying is, uh, this to me, this is this is what it looks like when somebody is handcuffed. This is how they do it. And I actually understand a cop's perspective of there's a wild scene it's after a fight. Guys go running. I don't know if they were looking for a suspect. I don't. I haven't heard from the police. I don't know the logic behind why they stopped Michael Bennett, what he said to get himself cuffed beforehand or whatever. I feel terrible because Michael Bennett is a dude who's, like, of all the people that you don't want to do this to, this is the guy that's been trying to call for social change, right? On the other hand, like, you're a cop. You don't know all this. All you're trying to do is get control of the scene, and you're taught when you when you get somebody you might suspect of a crime, you you have them lay down, you put their knee in their, your back, and you tell them not to move because if they move, you don't know what's in their pocket. You don't know what's in their billfold. You don't know what's in their ankle, and... Just like we haven't, we don't, we haven't lived a cop's life where they, you make a mistake and you allow somebody the freedom to go. No, hey, hey, hey I wasn't. I, every guy they've ever arrested says they weren't doing anything. Just, just so we're aware, every person who's ever, it's like they say in Shawshank Redemption, you, everyone in here is innocent, right? Like, so I'm not saying that Michael Bennett was done right. It was a case of mistaken identity, and it does look bad. On the other hand. I also understand it's a really hard job to be a police officer, and everyone you ever put into handcuffs said he didn't do anything wrong. And, oh, please loosen up those 
pl- please loosen up those uh, those those handcuffs. Well, I just like like my issue, and, and I I agree with like if if someone you know broke into my house and there was a there was a there was a thief or a, a robber that came into my house and the cops there and came in and they brought the guy over, grabbed him in the living room, and then pulled him aside and started talking to him. I would be like, what in the world are you doing? You know, this guy was just in our house, maybe had a weapon. I would feel like, why wasn't he subdued or handcuffed? Whatever, I, I get all that. Right. But we watch on high-speed chases in L.A. when there's a car that's driving for how many hours? And what happens? You got eight cops behind them. Now, there wasn't the number of cops that you would have on a high-speed chase, but it's the same thing. They cuff him up. They put him behind his back. When we know a guy's been driving 100 on the 57 for the last no, hour no, no, or so. No, well, hold, hold, the- hold on now. They try and ram those cars, and when those guys hop out of the cars, they beat the living hell out of those guys. I mean, but, I've I've seen ones to where they're not they're not they they don't go like okay come sit in the cop car they beat the crap out of those guys and they 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 do now but, they're also very cautious because they don't know if those guys have a gun and they don't want them to kill themselves right so but I I disagree with you the idea that we see these high speed police chases where and else do you see handcuffs where where have you seen guys be handcuffed on a daily basis. What do you mean that's on a daily like basis? that. That's my that's my point on it. Is I don't uh, my in case, my look, world look, I don't. I know. Dan, so Dan, this is what it looks like when somebody gets arrested. This is what it looks like. That's all you heard. That's that. That's what it looks like when anybody gets arrested on the street. It's it's a bad deal. It looks like the was the James Blake thing in in New York, right? Where James Blake was misidentified as a suspect, and the cops took him to the ground. The cops tried to apologize, and then it became this whole big thing. But I mean, the fact was that the cop at the time he they thought he he fit the he fit the uh, description of a suspect in the area. I'm like again, this is this is the world that cops live in. This is the world that cops live in, and I I didn't say it's okay, but they're trained for a reason. Ted Taylor, he's woke on Twitter. I'll, I'll bet he's got ten thousand tweets. Pretty sure Gottlieb Show wishes he'd stop talking right now. No, I'm talking from honest perspective. I feel bad for Michael Bennett for being misidentified as a suspect. But I also don't know, because I haven't heard from the police officers, why they handcuffed him to begin with. Because I'm guessing it's proper police procedure when you handcuff somebody and they're laying on the ground to put your knee in their back so that they can't move because he could physically overwhelm. Michael Bennett is a big dude. And if he wasn't a super nice guy, he could beat the crap out of a smaller police officer. Period. By the way, the cop is not white. Just so you're aware. So we don't know if he fits the description. We don't know the reason behind it. And we never take into account what, why was the cop doing what he was doing and was he simply doing what he was trained? Which, by the way, Ice Cube joined us from Las Vegas and he was like, look, I think some of this is police tactics, not the police themselves how they're taught to handle certain situations. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.